Hello and welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. And I am Russ Frostick, and I'm trying different intonations every single time I record. This time I emphasized, I think, fun, which was exciting, because that's what it's about, people at home. It's about the fun. And bringing the fun, as always, is Chris Plant. This week's episode is about Pokemon cards. Boom! Whoa! Whoa! I did it! Twist, heel turn. Oh my god. I'm the bad guy now. Um, thank you, Chris Plant. That was the lovely. Bad guy now? Oh, I was the bad guy all along. That's how real heels work. Um, it's going to be funny when the episodes don't come out in the order that you think they're going to come out, so that gag does not going to make any sense, but okay. No, we've already established this with the Virtual Boy episode. Um, maybe if you followed the canon. Okay. Thank you, Chris Plant. Um, and we're also joined by Allegra Frank. Yep. Allegra. Hi. What are you here to talk about today? Yeah, what? Cats out of the bag. Oh, cats? The Meowth. The is... Meowth. The Meowth the is meowth out of the bag. The Meowth is out of the bag. We should Ew, do an, too. We should, we should do an <laughs> oh episode on cats. God. Just like. Just cats. Maybe <laughs> don't just shout right into it, Christopher Plant, and Hello. we'll be great. The skitties out of the bag. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Pokemon cards, baby. Oh, right. Uh, I love Pokemon, as everyone knows. I love Pokemon, too. You I love, love Pokemon. Plant. Bulbasaur. He likes Plant doesn't the like only Pokemon, Pokemon that no one likes. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten into fights on Twitter about this many times. Um, so we're going to talk about one of the, uh, I would say, lesser, I don't know if it's lesser known, but as a Pokemon fan, do you guys actually play, have no. you played the card game? Never played uh, the card game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you're course. a freaking nerd. Yep. I but... got it when they were just Japanese cards, oh, and I didn't God. know what they meant, and I had to get them from a hobby shop special order. <laughs> and you right. had well, to translate all the cards? Yep. For Pokemon who were Pokemon fans who were like super into it during that peak period. Poke trading, fans. Poke fans. Trading cards were like one of the top pinnacles. So yes. we're going to talk about that period mm. of time. I don't even know when they started. The Pokemon cards? Mm. Oh, buddy. I hope we're going to get into that. We'll get into it, baby. But first, we're going to talk about kind of <laughs> the history of trading cards in general, because oh. it's actually a lot shorter than I expected. Interesting. Of like trading mm. card games. Okay. To be clear, I know about baseball yeah. cards. Baseball cards are around for a while. Yes. But collectible <laughs> card games. Yeah. So that starts with Wizards of the Coast which we will be mentioning many, many times. Wizards of the Coast is a big-time publisher in, like, tabletop games and primarily now collectible card games. And they pretty much originated this genre. So there was this guy... First of all, there was this game called Dungeons & Dragons. Heard of it. That mm. was very popular in the 80s. So fantasy RPG. <laughs> Nobody plays it today. It was only popular for like a very brief period. Sure, of yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, fantasy RPGs were very, very popular at the time. And Wizards of the Coast was like, okay, yo, we're seeing that people are into fantasy games. How do we get in on this? So instead of like coming up with a long tabletop mm. game, because those take a while, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of work, uh, they collabed with this guy, Richard Garfield, who had an idea for something <sighs> way shorter. Mondays, right? I'm like, yeah. Lasagna. Oh my God. Called uh, Mana Clash, which was kind of similar. I mean, it's just like a fantasy adventure sort of thing, but like instead of you having to completely create the characters sure. and whatnot, uh-huh. like it would have pre made characters. Got it. Um, so that was, yeah, very much capitalizing on the whole D&D trend. So that was in 1991, and he was like workshopping it with uh, Wizards for a bit. And in 1993, Wizards was like, okay, this is really good, but. 
I don't know about that name, Mana Clash. It's kind of weird. It's not Bad very name. magical. It's not very magical. No. So maybe we should call this game Magic. But let's go a little bit beyond that. <laughs> okay. Let's add a colon <laughs> and let's call it The Gathering. Oh, okay. So they changed the name to Magic the Gathering, um, which ended up being essentially, according to Wizards from the Coast, but also this has been approved by like the Wizards of the Coast. Wizards from the Coast. <laughs> and also Wizards Kelly, on the Coast. Wizards and Cali. <laughs> on both coasts. Uh, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, they essentially said, yeah, no, this is a new type of game. This is the first collectible card game. Okay. And it sold super well. People were very into it because I guess they're still into D&D at this time. Um, and everyone wanted in on this, especially because the the gimmick was that there were these core deck sets, but also expansion packs that were like, you know, yes. fun. They have random cards in there. It's yeah. fun to like kind of see which cards you'll get and maybe you'll get duplicates of the rare ones uh, and people could make their own decks. Uh, so basically, you know, there were all these different gimmicks uh, involved to really engender like a craze. But essentially, this became this huge craze in the early to mid 90s. People were buying all these cards, they were playing, mm. everyone wanted in on it. Um, so, Wizards of the Coast started making additional card games. So, Magic was like their big thing. But then they were like, okay, well, we got to keep pumping these out. Sure. Other kinds of fantasy style games. Um, and in 1995, so this is two years after Magic came out, right? Like, collectible card games was just like the hottest thing. Everybody wanted in on it. Like, so it wasn't just Wizards of the Coast, it was like other companies as well. Like, I think like Hasbro, mm. just a bunch of other companies that don't exist anymore. And in 1995, 38 different collectible card games. Oh, my Dang. God. Yeah. Like, which were, you know, collectible. It was the PUBG of its time. Yeah. It yes. was. It was the Battle Royale. And it's cheap, right? Like, whatever. You just print a bunch of cards. It's not like you need, like, figurines or anything like that. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, Tops, I'm sure, got in on it. Yes, Tops definitely was in on it. Totally. Mm. Um, so the issue was when Magic first came out, mm. uh, there was way more demand than supply. Right. Which also helped to, like, increase the value and sure. increase the popularity. But by 1995, when everyone was like, oh, people are really into this, we gotta like pump them out. Essentially what was happening was, one, there were way too many different card games, like no one's gonna get invested in 38 different card games. And two, eventually companies were printing way, way, way too many yeah. cards in different series. So they just kind of ended up sitting on the shelves. Yeah, And that's N-A-G-L, not a good look for older fans. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Why did you look at us when you said that? I didn't actually know what that stood N-A-G-L. for. N-A-G-L. I've never heard that. <laughs> so it was not a good look to have all of this product sitting yeah. on the shelves. It really just like makes people think, you know, maybe this isn't a thing anymore. People aren't into this. Yeah. Um, and so by 1997, four years after, you know, this hit and it kind of reached its peak, Wizards of the Coast actually has to downsize a bit. I Aww. think they... Put, they laid off like 30 people of oh. their staff. Um, I don't have the number of how many people were working there at the time, but that's, that's, that's a still lot of people. a number of people. Sure. Yeah. Um, and sales were lagging. Uh, there was a new, like a drought for Magic the Gathering. Mm. They went eight months without having a new set. So oh. before they were having regular releases, and that was also helping, you know, to keep it going with sales. But they went a full eight months without releasing a new one. So there was a big drought, and fans were just kind of. 
losing patience and losing interest. Uh, but by 1999, you know, Magic is still helping them out. They're still limping along. Sure. Wizards doesn't really have like a ton of other series at this point. It's like not financially feasible. So they're hanging in there. They got Magic going. But they they still really need something else. You know, they really need another win. They do. So we're going to go find another win across the sea <laughs> over in uh, <laughs> another coast. A far different coast. <laughs> Where we'll take a peek at you. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh-huh. in Japan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're in Japan Wait, now. wait, wait. Hold on. This is, this is 1999. Oh. So, ni- 1999, but now we're going back in time. We're taking the time machine that we have. We've okay, established. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Boink. <laughs> So what? Thank you. What oh, actual right. time is this? I, now, wait, you're, you're asking as a, the doors open. Yeah. What time, what time is, is this? Walking Japan. Out, and I. Turn and they're like, and they're, wait, I don't know. I don't know English. I, I can't tell you. I turn around and I'm like, welcome, <laughs> friends, to 1996. Oh, it's back to 1996. We're now Tokyo. Back, Tokyo, 1996. Got okay. It. Two little games come out early that year. Okay. Uh-huh. February 27th. Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green. Basically the same game. Two distinct <laughs> games come out for yes. the Game Boy Color. Sure. Okay. Uh, and there's a studio. <laughs> Sorry, I just and, spilled water everywhere. Oh, my God. So they're really uh. popular. <laughs> okay. Russ will attend to his problem, but uh, they're really popular. Yes. And it's on Game Boy, and they're like, they didn't think too far ahead. Because no one likes to like hedge their bets too yes. much in Japan, you know they're very humble. So they're like, okay, this is a game about collecting. <laughs> We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> this is a game about collecting, and we see over there in New in New York, in New York, and the rest of and the, the other sure, United yeah, States, yeah. yes, forty nine other states, that these collectible card games are taken mm, off. Sure. Mm. So why don't we combine the smash hit game Pokemon yeah. with the smash hit genre collectible card games? Genius. So in October, uh, creatures. Like joins up with this publisher called Media Factory. Of t- October of ninety six. October of ninety six. So this is right after the games came out. Yes. Okay. Like you know later no. that year, uh, they released the first Pokemon trading card like base set. Okay. Um and has one hundred and two cards in the first set. Pikachu in there? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Yes, of course. <laughs> now was it was gotcha. it like the chubby Pikachu that yes. he started out yes. as? Oh, I love OG that. Ch- Do you love remember that what that card looked like? I mean, I remember he was a chub- It's really tubster. ugly. Yeah, it's bad. But it's you a- want to just take a bite of him. Yeah. I love him. He's cute. It's not just that he's chubby. It's just like a really ugly picture of Pikachu. Sure. Uh, no offense, <laughs> Ken really Sujimori. Yeah. <laughs> Low angle. He yeah. needed that helicopter shot. <laughs> yes. Um, so it sold like hotcakes. Yes. And um, actually, according to the Pokemon company, it was the very first ever trading card game, like collectible card game ever in Japan, which is cool. Wow. wow. Yeah, so it was a pioneer. Um, so I guess like it, which is funny because Nintendo actually started as a trading card company. Uh, yeah. Did you Honda know that? Honda cards. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But this was a collectible card game. Sure, I know. know. I'm aware. Honda just, cards are not collectible. Cards. But they were returning to their roots <laughs> yes. in a way. Yes. yes. Actually, is yeah. Nintendo involved in this? I should ask. Mm, it's more or is creatures. It just, and... It's just uh, creature and, and Pokemon company. Yeah. Well, okay. Pokemon company wasn't really thing yet, but okay. creatures and like Game Freak tangentially. Got it. Because they make those games. Um, so, yeah, uh, just a really quick explanation of how Pokemon cards work. 
uh, I mean, it's very similar to actual Pokemon. It's mm. just you have the cards. Every Pokemon has like a different amount of HP and a sure. different type, uh, and it has like one or two attacks. And you need like an associated energy card to use that attack. Yeah. They all require different amounts. It's not super complicated. Does it feel like a ripoff of um, Magic: The Gathering? Uh, it's yeah, much simpler than Magic. It's though, right? much simpler. Okay. Yeah, you yes. don't have to taps. I don't even know what that means. Tap, that. Like, like activate cards. No, you just like Black put your Lotus. Pikachu down and then put your Charizard down yeah. and then you take turns as yeah. long as you have enough energy to do this. I don't know attacks. if I ever actually played the game. That's the thing. So I feel like when it first started, like the fad was pretty much predicated on like the collectible aspect Got of it. Yeah. Which we'll get into more, but like it was pretty much like, oh, we're collecting these because we love Pokemon and like we want yeah. the rare ones versus like the people who actually were getting it to play the game, yeah, yeah, I feel like that was a far smaller contingent. I had the best Weevil collection. Weevil? Oh, you like Weevil? Weevil. <laughs> <laughs> like eight of them? No, I didn't have any cards. I'm sad. Weevil. It's just funny to think that someone would be excited about a Weevil card. Those are cute. <laughs> They're terrible. Oh my god. Um, so anyway, uh, Japan again. They kind of weren't thinking too far ahead. So like. You know, they came up with like, oh, uh, we should have a card game. Uh, what else should we do? We should have uh, an anime. So in 1997, they made an anime. So sure. the Pokemon franchise continues to grow. And this was before like it even comes to America or at least Japan. Yeah. So overseas, uh, at the same kind of time, the training card games, right, we're back in like 1998. We've walked. You don't have to time travel. We just kind of walked for a okay. while. Okay. And we passed my younger self. Who is very cool and already has the Japanese cards. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, like, no big deal. At this point, I'm kind of bored with it. <laughs> so, for us losers uh-huh. yeah. who didn't us have. Us pog loving losers. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losers. While you were hitting your slammers. <laughs> uh, Me and Weevil. So, we're in 1998 now. Mm, okay. And trading cards aren't, trading card games aren't really a thing as mm. much. Um, they're really, like, not selling super well, it's lagging. Video games, though, you guys? Rocking it. They're killing it. Mm. So Nintendo's like, yo, we saw that that Pokemon game sold real well. Let's bring it to America. So in September 1998, uh, Pokemon comes Mm. into America. But here's the thing. Here's why America has the advantage. At this point, there is already a trading card game. Mm. There's already an anime. There's Mm. already tons of toys. So they can just launch Pokemon as a franchise. Sure. Already. Which was a key move in establishing Pokemon as like a phenomenon. It's everywhere now. So they don't even, I actually just learned this when I was doing my research. So they actually started with the anime. They didn't release the games first. Brilliant. So on September 5th on Kids WB. The world meets Ash Ketchum for the, the first time. The world meets Ash Ketchum. Um, and so I used a lot of New York Times articles from like 1999 and mm. later and <laughs> I'll get to some funny quotes later but there's one article from um, November 1999 so this is like a year after Pokemon really started <laughs> and they call Ash Ketchum a 12 year old boy and I was like yo this <laughs> literally almost 20 year, 20 year old 20 years later he's still 10 <laughs> he was oh, never 12 I didn't know I thought he was he might have might have been 12 he was 10 okay sure so everyone becomes a Pokemon trainer when they're 10 just 
let you know. But literally, I love that you think this is so funny. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the game is two years off. What are you like, talking about? Well, but also, like, I thought he might have been 12. <laughs> Everybody knows when you're 10. Like, you thought it was the most obvious I thing. That. I laughed out loud, and I was like, guys, 20 years later, he's still 10. I like Hello. that you're, like, treating it like if somebody was like, oh, you know, it was uh, their bar mitzvah. They were 18. Yeah. And we would like, be like, ah, what? Uh, everyone knows. Fools. You fools. That's 13. Okay. New York Times getting it wrong again. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. Well, so September 5th, the anime starts, which is perfect timing because on September 28th, the games come out. Sure. So mm. already, like, people kind of know. So we've already sang through the Poke Rap number of, a number we of times. We already know the theme song. Right. We know we got to catch them all to be the Nidoran. Pikachu. 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 Let's do Pikachu. it again next week. <laughs> We'll do a whole episode of the poker. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 532 of the History of Fun. We've um, ran through all the other fun things in the world. Now the poker rap. Yeah. Now that we've talked about High Lie for three episodes, we have... <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, the games do super well. But, okay, so they pretty much have uh-huh. nailed, like, building this franchise. Sure. But they didn't perfectly get the... Uh, trading card part because okay. of translations and yeah. because this little company called Wizards of the Coast is like hi hi creatures mm. we're really good at this let us handle this they've already you. been crushing it they've been crushing it yeah but also they really need to bounce back right okay, now okay sure because now we're in January 1999 oh yeah this is the, the low times yeah. for them and Wizards of the Coast is like we got this we got this we'll help you out okay they put out the first base set of Pokemon cards in the US so there's a different set than they put out in Japan uh, I mean, so they use a lot of the same art, yeah, but it's yeah. like it's mostly like translations, and then they're handling. I, I, I don't think I ever actually saw this version because <laughs> you you were ahead. You're already too cool. Too cool for school. school. <laughs> but yeah, they use like the same art. Yeah, um, but then like translated it, and <laughs> and they kind of just like restructured it a bit. Um, sure. And since they own the patent at this point, the um, Magic the Gathering gameplay is patented, like basically the trading right. card game. So they kind of were like, oh, well, we got the patent. We know how to do this. Um, so in the first six weeks of Pokemon cards hitting retail in the U.S., they sell more than 400,000 packs. Oh, my God. Which was 10 Dang. times more than they thought they would sell. Outrageous. Yeah. So, uh, again, they kind of screwed it up where they were like, oh, well, we got enough. Oh, nope. shoot, people are really into this. Uh, so clearly Pokemon was huge. Um, and merchandising revenue across like trading cards, toys, everything that they had ready was, uh, according to the New York Times, $200 million. Whoa. And remember, in the U.S., Pokemon had only just started in like September. Yeah, because it's all profit. It's just cards. Yeah. So it's like this is You don't have to feed the Pokemon. <laughs> this is like from April 1999. Do you have to feed the Pokemon? In the card game? Yeah. No. You don't have to like put like ketchup on Pikachu's card. <laughs> no, <laughs> you have to put real life ketchup. Remember colored ketchup? That's another. Okay, episode. another episode. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, this was another quote that I personally thought was funny, and I think the fans will find funny. Oh, doing it for the fans. Doing this one for the fans. Fan service, they call it. So that. this was from an article, <laughs> right? In April 1999, again from the New York Times. Fascinating to like look at their coverage of Pokemon. By the way, uh, so this was like their first article on like. <laughs> Pokemania. Yeah. The New York Times. Fascinating periodical. Uh, a hot tot. It, it, it does seem today that on the eyes of March, they did release another Pokecard. <laughs> and it turns out that it features none other than famous 12-year-old Asian Sketchums. <laughs> it seems this pink ball enjoys singing to people. <laughs> We didn't get a chance to test it ourselves, but we did use it to empty our pipes. 
<laughs> okay, this is how they describe Pokemon as like a game, a franchise, whatever. They say that Pokemon is about Pallet Town, which singularly is inhabited by 151 monsters or Pokemons. What? With names like Wait, Ra- did they say Pokemons? They said Pokemon. Oh, Nintendo, New York Times. Wait, with go. names like Raikou and Bulbasaur. Wait, did they spell Raichu wrong? Yes. Oh. Because funnily enough, there is a Pokemon called Raikou now, but like not in 1999. Maybe they were time travelers. <laughs> And at the beginning of each game, uh, like every Pokemon game, like the video games, at the beginning of each game, the player recruits and trains one of them to fight all of the others, just the one Pokemon to fight every single other one. I mean, if you have Bulbasaur, that makes sense. If you have any of those other punks. Yeah. (laughs) Each time a monster pops onto the screen, the player determines which skills, fire, lightning, water, and growling. Wait, (laughs) well, growling is one of the attacks, but But, like they're basically saying like a type. Growling and, type. And you can't mix fire, water, like on, on a single Pokemon. That's crazy. Yeah. On Unless we're talking single, about Mew. Is it we talking about Pokemon. Mew? Because Mew can do whatever. I mean, I think they're talking about Raikou and Bulbasaur. So. <laughs> Raikou apparently turns out to be the best Pokemon. Yeah. So I was like very amused by how wrong. That's awesome. Here. Yeah. Uh, I love that quote. So anyway, really funny. So now <laughs> everybody listening to this is laughing very hard. <laughs> I'm known to be a very funny. Growling type Pokemon are my favorite. I love growling types, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at this point, kids are going ham on the trading cards in particular. Like yes. Everyone has loved the game, but they beat it. But the trading cards keep going. Like They're releasing expansion packs. Mm-hmm. Like The cards are getting like rare. Like At this point, I think the, the odds I read were like, it's a 1 in 34 chance of getting like Charizards. Everyone wants a Charizard, you know? So mm. uh People are like playing this on the schoolyards, on the bus, wow. and the, the teachers are like, I don't know, you guys are right. distracted. It's basically like iPhones, fidget now spinners, for the Fortnite. younger or kids. Fortnite, yeah, Fortnite, fidget not to spinners, date it, but yeah, yeah. Um, so Pokemon cards are like the new thing on the on the playground. Yeah, uh, got it. It's, and basically, the teachers are like, this seems like gambling. Because you guys are like trading cards and like mm. there's random cards that you're getting. You mm. don't know what you're paying into. It costs money. So a lot of schools start to ban not just Pokemon cards, but all Pokemon things from school. Uh. Um, this happened in my school. You guys were too young for this. <laughs> but when I was in the first grade. <laughs> what? No. When I was in the first grade, people would like illicitly be trading Pokemon cards. They'd be like. So, what you got oh. on you? And I'd be like, well, I have a uh, Charmeleon. Whoa. I could trade you for your Ivysaur. Psych, I don't want your Ivysaur. Thanks for giving it to me, because now I'm getting my Charmeleon. Wait, did you just steal? <laughs> no, I didn't, I swear. Um, but people well, would. But like, sure. if you After would... Neopets, there's really no telling what you would do. <laughs> if you would take your cards out, and we would be like waiting for the bus. <laughs> and if you took your cards out... Um, like, if the principal saw it, they would immediately be like, give those. Whoa. Give those up. So I lost Pokemon cards a lot. What if what if they were magic cards? Was it just Pokemon? It was mostly just Pokemon. And, and what about, like, a Pikachu backpack? That was fine. Okay. It was He would frown upon you. Sure. But whatever. But, like, if you had, like, the games, too, yeah. they would take the games away. Like Would he frown away. upon you because he was a ground-type gym leader? <laughs> and he's like, really? You're coming up against me with that? <laughs> <laughs> he was playing a, a Raikou <laughs> really 
in a Raikou <laughs> against my Onyx. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, schools were getting very crazy about this. Parents especially. It was yeah. very much the parents. Well, they the just don't teachers. understand. Yeah. The... <sighs> <laughs> the parents were the ones arguing it was gambling, especially because they were the ones who were like putting their money up for this. Right. Um, so in September 1999, so this was basically like going through end okay. of the school year of the summer. Kids weren't were not exercising <gasps> anymore. They were not doing their daily calisthenics. Right. Oh, Instead, yeah. they were sitting down and trading cards. And so by September 1999, there were two different parents uh, from Long Island, Merrick. Mm. New York, mm. who launched a class action suit. <laughs> What's that? No. Uh, no, this is all very fitting. <laughs> oh my god, they launched a class action suit against Nintendo of America. Sure, because like I mean, they were in charge of the Pokemon games, so like uh-huh. you know. And what was the suit? And they were saying, no, these cards are gambling. My nine-year-old son, Alex Silverman, uh, that was his name. Yeah, and his mom's name I think was Janet. Her nine-year-old son had spent two thousand dollars. On these cards. Is he selling drugs? Like, where's he getting two grand from? His mom is the thing. Oh, so she's giving him money. So, way to go, Janet. She's the enabler. Damn it. So, she's like, "Uh, sorry, I was my son's enabler, but I'm going to blame you guys for millions of dollars. Stupid. (laughs) So, the lawyer that they got, actually, interestingly, was this guy, Alan S. Hawk, who had kind of made a name for himself by suing other members of the trading card industry who like basically he was like yo you guys are doing a lottery like you're there's a price of entry yeah. here like people are buying into a risk this value associated with the rare cards yeah sure. so he had uh you know taken other companies to court yeah not just nintendo but this was like the biggest one because pokemon was like the huge thing sure so and <laughs> nintendo was just kind of like oh, lol like you can try yeah it, it's bring not. it <laughs> bring it uh but yeah clearly the pokemon card craze this was kind of like it reaching its like peak yeah like climax and now now other people were ca- catching on like the new york times saying like maybe this is a bad thing maybe it is gambling which of course nintendo was like it's not and most people, we would probably argue, like, I mean... There's also this, like, tie to, like, xenophobia at the time where yeah. it was, like... Well, they were afraid of anime. Well, yeah, and mm-hmm. Japan... Yeah. Thing, like, it was, like, anything yeah. from Japan had this, like, tinge of, like, oh, it's going to give your kids seizures. Yeah. And there's something kind of weird about it. Yeah. Exactly. So it was, like, yeah, right coinciding with that. Yeah. Like, a lot of... Uh, can I can I give a really quick update on something important? There's, yes. there's obviously been a B story to this entire episode. I don't know if you remember earlier in the episode, and maybe we can get Frush to uh, play this clip again. Probably not. Where he uh, spilt the water. <laughs> um, but, but the water is cooled on the table, leaking off the table, and Frush doesn't have a place to put his elbow. <laughs> But he keeps wanting to put his elbow in the water. Yeah. And it has been driving him nuts this whole episode. It's accurate. Very, very true. Very important plot recap. It's been a kind of a turn. I do do want to make a quick statement. Um, I think it is gambling. Whoa! (laughs) Controversial! And I'm not even being facetious. I think there is something a little bit weird about it. It's like we got the Belgian Gambling Commission up here. (laughs) I mean, it's not. It's, it's loot box ish. It's very yeah. Loot it's it, It's it's the same issue that people had with ba- Battlefront, whatever uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront is. Effectively, it's pay to win. Like there are cards that are overpowered, and if you pay, you you know. I'm not look. I'm not saying it should be illegal, mm-hmm. but it's not like the most up and up thing in the world. Yeah, I. 
definitely can see that. Like, I definitely think there are gambling aspects. But as we were saying before, like, mm. people are more into, like, the collectible side of it. Yeah, but th- that's even more so because the collectibles, <laughs> yeah. like, have value associated true, with them. Yeah. $100 Snorlax card or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. Like, definitely people are, like, buying in to, like, hope they get the, like. Mr. Mime. M- right. Everyone wants the Mr. Mime. Love Mr. Mime. Everyone wants the $2,000 Mr. Mime card. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I see it as slightly different because it's not like, oh, like Charizard is the absolute best sure. card. Sure. And so I'm going to keep rebuying to get the best card for my game. Mm-hmm. But, yes, it's problematic. Um, so by December as well, New York Times reported on uh, there were a lot of different cases of people selling fake Pokemon cards. If you guys remember that. Sure. Pokemon. they were called. Mm-hmm. And, like, people stealing Pokemon cards. <laughs> uh, there was a $1 million counterfeiting ring that the police broke up. <sighs> Uh, I think it was in Connecticut. Sure. And then there was also a nine-year-old who waited in a, like, game store, like, Mm. one of those, like, old, you know, mom-and-pop trading card stores, and, like, until it closed. And then he stole 44 packs of Pokemon cards. Okay. But the thing is, he was locked in the store, Mm. and he started freaking out, so he called the cops on himself. Oh, big mistake. He's like, sorry, I stole a bunch of stuff, but now I can't get out. Please. That's a big mistake. He should have just walked right out in the morning. Yeah. Dummy. Dummy. Um, so yeah. should, I would have put all the cards like on my body under my clothes. Yeah, exactly. Right. He should have just been like, I accidentally hey, got I, locked in. But he don't touch me. Like, if sorry. you hear foil, you yeah. don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to steal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically this was starting to drain kids too. So like yeah. a lot of these articles as I are reading, like the one from December had quotes from kids being like, it's not worth it. Like yeah. Yeah. buying all these like packs and I'm not getting anything. <laughs> I'm cool. done to vape pins. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one article was like, we like Digimon now. And I was like, <gasps> these are my no. people. Oh my gosh. Digimon cards weren't as good, but these are my people. Okay, fair enough. So anyway, but you know, they kept on trucking. The first Pokemon movie came out that year as well in November. And that- Pikachu cried. I, of course, yeah. And, and brought uh, Ash cried. back to life. Yeah, we all cried. Yeah. Pikachu slapped another Pikachu. <laughs> it's great. That was great. <laughs> that <Yeah>. gift <laughs> lives on to this day. <laughs> yeah. So um, another thing, though, like this continued to make Pokemon problematic is they released the movie on a Wednesday. Oh. I remember this because uh, so I kids left skip school, school early yeah, to go see it. Uh, and because they were giving out rare cards. Oh, yeah. Movies. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. tie-ins. They and, did the same thing with The Wizard. The movie with Fred Savage. Yeah. You were not alive yet. No, I wasn't. No. It's a bad movie. But, okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny Lewis is in it. She's cute. Yeah, great. (laughs) And Fred Savage, yeah, he's cute too. Anyway, so I remember- So many cuties. (laughs) uh, They gave out a rare Pikachu card and a rare Dragonite card. I don't know. Dragonite? Not he's huge. Rare. The Dragonite card was so cute. He had like balloons. No, he didn't have balloons, but he had a little satchel on him. Aww. He was delivering mail. So cute. And it had like Pokemon the first movie or <laughs> Who something. Who are you looking on. at? You keep looking over your shoulder like, so, <laughs> so cute. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I'm flipping my hair. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, basically that helped like a lot of tickets get sold. But at the same time, like parents were like, I don't know, this is not good. Like the media was like, seems bad. The kids yeah. were kind of like, you guys just want us to spend money all the time. Um, and also, meanwhile, there's also like professional competitions happening, which is also making a community happen. But like all fads do, Pokemon started to fade. Sad. Sad indeed. So by like 2001, which I feel like is kind of a long time for a fad. Yeah, right? that's like, pretty good. Yeah. Two good years, run. Uh, the in January, the New York Times reported that basically the whole Pokemon like 
market economy of like trading and selling cards that are worth a lot virtually collapsed. So basically there was like way too much product. Yeah. Same thing that happened with, you know, all the other... Beanie babies. Yeah. Beanie babies. Like this happens all the time. There's yeah. a specific economic phrase for it. Pokeyon. Oh my God. Aww. Russ said no puns. And that was one of the worst. <laughs> moving all on, right. moving anyway, on. Moving on. Let's I'll not address it. Pokegon. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, uh, yeah, like... There were diehards, but still, like, mostly they had an excess of cards, Uh like, everywhere. There were still some collectors who were like, oh, I got to get everything. But it didn't really mean much to have that rare Charizard anymore because they kept putting it out. Um, So there was another Times article from, again, yeah, January 2001, where a kid said, yeah, I spent $2,000 on Pokemon cards, but now, like, it's so hard to resell them that I made $80. Yeah. And that's... Terrible. Yeah, that's that's bad. The dividends are very bad. Not encouraged. Yeah, so, um, I mean, the second generation of games were also out at this point. Best gen of Pokemon games. Pretty good. They were good. Pokemon so, Silver, gold. best game of all time. So, other than Metal Silver Gear Solid 2, but anyway. jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. So, it just wasn't as hot as it was. Yeah. yeah. So, that didn't help, you know, promote the trading cards. So, like, now there's all these new Pokemon, and so that's cool, mm. but people <laughs> just are like, eh, there's just too much. Again, there's yeah. just too much product. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but here's where things really go south, to go, throw it back to Wizards. So, Pokemon Company at this point exists, Pokemon Company International. They're like, okay, we kind of see things aren't going great. It's probably Wizards' fault. Let's blame Wizards. So they poach the senior vice president from Wizards, as well as several other like high-ranking mm-hmm. executives, to come work for them in 2002. And this is kind of like them starting to like not have a coup because it's their IP, but like they're going to try and get Pokemon back into their house and take it away from Wizards. Um, so in March 2003, Wizards had planned like two new expansion sets that they were ready to go with. And the Pokemon company was like, no, we're not going to let you do that <gasps> because we don't want to work with you anymore. Man. Yeah. So by uh, July 2003, the Pokemon company basically assumed like publishing rights in the US. Hmm. Um, but the thing is, like the turnover wasn't going to happen until October 1st, 2003. But on September 30th, Pokemon Company put out its first set. Oh man. So Wizards immediately Scooped was them. like, let's call our lawyers. Yeah. This is not okay. Uh, you guys just one infringed upon our patent of, you know, trading card games being this novel thing, but also you stole our best people right. and we're mad about it. And you broke our agreement, so they sued uh, Pokemon USA and Nintendo. Poor Nintendo. Uh, and they accused... <laughs> poor, poor little okay. Nintendo. Uh, they accused the executives of like sharing their trade secrets. It was a whole shebang, like a whole drama. Uh, they settled out of court, though. It ended up being fine, but like Wizards kind of was hit by this. Like this was their baby yeah. that helped them. I mean, they still have Magic. Magic's doing well. Sure, it is but Pokemon was like at one point it was the top selling collectible card game, like even yeah. bigger than Magic. Uh, so now losing that to Pokemon Company hurts, but at the same time, so I'm bringing us to the present day now. So almost wrapped here, but uh, present day, 2.1 billion cards were sold in 2016. Uh, with the help of Pokemon Go, obviously, like, of course, bringing Pokemon, bringing back it back, popularity, but kind of now Pokemon ebbs and flows mm. in popularity. Like there's peaks and valleys. Like maybe this generation of games is really, really well received, but the next one is kind of the same. And Pokemon cards, like the sales of them, kind of follow suit. So right now, it's pretty much just like 
the professional community who's actually very invested in like building decks and playing they're kind of like leading the charge yeah. as opposed to like collectors who just want like their cool pokemon because there's almost too many pokemon at there's this point there's almost 900 crazy now. yeah so pokemon cards are still kicking it they're still around but they probably like, have like a Mew 6 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like not selling the way that they were. And that pretty much, like the downfall pretty much began like in 2003. Yeah. Um, with Pokemon in general, uh-huh. like the franchise. Sure. Um, I mean, there was an interview from Alf, Alfer.com with like. <laughs> from Alf. From Alf. Who's I'm back. hungry for cats. <laughs> Melmac. Uh, <laughs> and they talked to like the producers, the current producers of the trading card game. And even they were kind of like puzzled about like, I don't know why this card game is still doing well. It's hard for us to really pinpoint, but they kind of attribute it to like older fans. Sure, hanging in there. Stuck with it. So like there's a lot of adults now. There are some kids, but it's a lot of older folks, um, which is interesting. So I think it's like the nostalgic Pokemon fans mm, who yeah. just have continued with it throughout the years and still understand like the metagame. Totally. Which hasn't evolved too much, but like now there's all these different Pokemon. Yeah. Know? Speaking uh, of the nostalgic fans... Do you have any exciting? Oh, we can throw it. And then I have some little trivia. And yeah. Yes. Okay, so great. Let's throw let's it do to it. R-O-M. Got the... Reader only memories. Yes. So I have a lot of stories about people either stealing cards or having their cards stolen. Okay. Which happens. Uh, so I'm going to use this one first. So this comes from my cousin, actually. Oh. No. He tweeted at me. His name is Max. Uh, so Max says, and so he's talking about my other cousin in this story, which is funny. When I was in first grade, my older brother stole my Japanese Charizard card <gasps> and ah. traded it away to somebody else for three lesser cards. Ugh. I held a grudge against him for years, and while I had gotten over it by the time I was a teenager, he didn't realize that you know I'd gotten over it. So then when he was going off to college, this was about eight years later, he gave me a Charizard card that Aww. he had bought online to bury the hatchet. I'd mostly forgotten about this, but he wanted to make it up for me before he moved on to the next That's stage. That's so nice. Oh, yeah. good family. My cousins are cute. Yeah. Shout out to Max. Halloween's family. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, here's one from. <laughs> <Take the> wheel. <laughs> here's one from y'all. Y'all didn't have. Or at Coca-Cola Garlic. Okay. That's, that oh, sounds sure, easier. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they said, okay, so I'm a, ni- a 2000s kid, which means I was at the exact age when Pokemon was super popular but banned in every elementary school. Why? Long story short, kids were losing it and parents don- didn't realize that's a normal thing, like for kids to get crazy about things. And they blamed the school. Uh, the school said fine, and they banned the cards. The thing about this is that it didn't work. So this is kind of just explaining mm. what I was saying that mm. didn't work. Kids still brought the cards, yada, yada. But at this person's school, Coca-Cola, some of the big kids even created a system where they would leave their cards to trade under the wood chips what? in specific places to be found by their trade That's partner. amazing. I was too little for that, but I did do some sneaky stuff. Not the least of which included trading individual cards for money, digging through wood chips to find extra cards, and even figuring out that kids had no idea what baseball cards were, so trading stacks of those oh my God. for full binders of Pokemon That's cards. That's amazing. Which is nuts. And this is the best story. They have a lot, but this is the best thing they said. Um, my favorite was in second grade, when I faked sick to stay in my favorite teacher's classroom when she had recess duty, and she had to leave me alone for a few minutes. Naturally, I tore through her desk to find a drawer full <gasps> of confiscated 
confiscated Pokemon cards. I never got caught, and I still have every one of those contraband yeah. cards. Yeah. Good wow. story. This was an eight-year-old. Very nice eight-year-old. Yeah. Thanks, Coca-Cola. Um, We're on the coast. Do we have one, <laughs> one more good story? Or are we... Okay, let me find one more. Ooh, this one's nice. Okay, let me give you two more. They're both really okay. short. So this one comes from Galaxy, or Megan, at m.hub. One of my best college friends did so well at the national competition, like the trading card competition, mm. that he funded his first year of college entirely from his prize. Wow. Money, which is amazing. Good work. And then the second story I have is just cute. Uh, this is from Pazuzu, that Pazuzu on Twitter. To this day, I keep a Blastoise in my wallet in case any trainer tries to challenge me. <laughs> That's spectacular. Yes, which is very funny. So real quick last thing. <laughs> I want to just talk about the rarest cards. Oh, okay. Yes. So here's, I will name three extremely rare cards okay. that I find cool. The Pikachu Illustrator cards. There are only five of them. Wow. So it's like a Pikachu and it's like a little painter. It's really cute. So this is the absolute rarest okay. Pokemon card. And it, you got it as a prize for winning this uh, Pokemon card game illustration contest mm. in 1998. So there's only five. You don't really see it on the black market very much. I think it... Like goes for like ten thousand dollars. Oh something. my god! Why are you laughing? It's black market. It's oh, funny. Black five market. pounds of elephant tusk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you trade your ivory for it. Um, and then there is Charizard. Obviously, sure. That's the infamously, the most rare card, the rarest. So a perfect ten graded card, which means it's like high quality. You know, mint. Yeah. Basically, sold for almost. $12,000 wow. in 2017. Wow. Still yeah. has value. Yeah, from like the 1999 set. Yeah. Um, and then this is like the coolest rare card that I'll mention. So in Japan only, uh, Pokemon Snap, you could like take your pictures. And remember there was like that printing yep. kiosk or whatever? You could send your snaps to, um, you know, Pokemon Company and they would put those pictures on cards for you. <gasps> yeah. And so those are super rare. It was like a Japan-only oh, So they cool. make you an actual Pikachu card using your Pikachu Oh, photo. that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, so some of these have sold for like $8,000. Wow. I but it's got to be a high-quality photo. Yeah. Hopefully it was it, a good one. There's some good ones, some yeah. really bad ones. It's hard in Pokemon Snap. But uh, yeah, so that's Pokemon cards. Cool. Thank you, Allegra. Yeah. That was excellent. I'm, I'm now very educated on Pokemon cards. Hopefully everyone is at home as well. Chris we Plan, are you good? We should play together. We should play. <gasps> okay. I'm going to steal some cards and play. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening to The History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. Uh, be sure to share um, the um, link to the show. Uh, tweet it out. Uh, we're at The History of Fun if you want to share the Twitter account. Uh, but mostly we just want to like continue spreading the word. You guys are awesome at doing that. We want to see more of it. We love to see it. Um, spread the word about the show and we'll get more listeners leave and, a review. Great. and leave a review on Hi. Apple Podcasts nice um, and um, it's very easy if you have an iPhone it takes about 30 seconds to just like give us a nice review and, and we always read them and we love them so it's great uh, just to put a, a button on the B story he fresh, he just got yeah, his I hand put, in I the put, water. Put my water. He just put my got hand his hand in the water. It's such a mess. Wow. Yes. God, Russ. Okay. Bye.
I'm Josh Topolsky. I'm Ryan Houlihan. And we do a podcast called Tomorrow, which is really about what's happening in the world. And sometimes we talk about things that aren't happening in the world. Things you need to know. Things that are in outer space. You know, lots of different stuff. But the point is, listen to the Tomorrow podcast. You can find it wherever great podcasts are sold. You're an adult. You're an adult. You know how to find a podcast. You clearly found this podcast. You can find another one. It literally is cost nothing to you. So just give it a try. Just tap into this sweet, sweet stuff. 